Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, where each week we take a look at a new movie in a popular film series to see how it's evolved over time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a kite. Dancing in a hurricane. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we're taking a look at Spectre. Yeah, we're wrapping up the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Uh, let's see, directed by Sam Mendes, came out in 2015. Uh, let's look at the Rotten Tomato scores, because that's my job. Uh, the critics' score for this is a 64%, which is the second lowest of all of these movies. Really? Yes. Quantum of... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I completely screwed up. I'm sorry. It's one percentage point below Quantum of Solace. Breaking news. <laughs> this is the lowest rated of all of them on the Wait, the Bond story. movies are all of them? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were looking at everything, and I was like, um... No. <laughs> okay, I swear I'm looking at this correctly. Okay, and it has a 64% audience score, which is the second lowest of the Bond movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I swear I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, does that have the same... Interesting. It has yeah. the same audience and critic score. Yeah. It almost never has. It. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, with all that out of the way, that was very poorly done. I apologize. <laughs> We're professionals, we I swear. Are. We absolutely are. Tyler, what what is your favorite thing and your least favorite thing about Spectre? So, my favorite thing... Is is pro it's interesting because both both my favorite and least favorite thing have to do with the other movies. I think because my favorite thing is probably a supporting cast. It's it's still very solid because it carries over from the other movies, particularly uh, Skyfall. Yes. Um, well, Ray, wouldn't it really just be Skyfall? Because you have the new oh yeah, I guess none of the other ones. You have Mallory as M. You have well, um, the new I'm one thinking like, like Mr. White. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, that's pretty much it. T Tanner's been in it since Quantum of Solace. Yeah. He doesn't do a whole lot, though. Yeah. Um, kind of a shame. I like him whenever he shows up. I mean, I like... I forget what the actor's name is, but the guy who plays Moriarty on Sherlock and his sketchy Spectre I'm, plant in this I, movie. I don't really like him very much in this movie. I mean, I like the actor. I'm saying I don't... <laughs> I like watching him do things, even if his character's not very good in this. Yeah. But, um... The... Yeah, just generally, I feel like they... I mean, it's just a good... A very good cast that, that's charismatic and... and Helps you get invested in the movie at at points when it's otherwise fairly convoluted. Also, um, the Bond girl, Leah Seydoux. Yes, Madeline Swan. Yes, uh, she she's good. I like her. Um, again, has some character issues, but actress as as an actress and and ability to tell lines and stuff like that, she works well. Yeah, uh, and obviously Christoph Waltz. It's Christoph Waltz. I mean, the, again, character issues, but very good actor. Yeah. If, if nothing else, this movie is well cast. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing is probably the fact that this movie just kind of tells you at one point, hey, Spectre is behind everything else in this universe. <laughs> uh, which is weird and convenient because it's like... So so it's, it's saying Spectre was behind Quantum, who was responsible for Bond's first two missions. Oh boy, and they try to like stay as far away from Quantum Assault yes. as they can. They have a couple of mentions of like Green and Quantum, and that's it. Yeah. Um, they have... Let's see. They, they have... Uh, they say Silva was working for or related to Spectre. Which is stupid. Which doesn't give any connection, at least with, with the, the Quantum stuff. Uh, Mr. White is brought back. And there are some kind of, you know, connections there. Uh, the full spoilers, by the way. We've already spoiled a fair, fair bit of this. I know this is actually... Is this our most recent movie we've done? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's easily the most recent movie we've done. So, um... But yeah, it's... it's 
Like, I like that kind of thinking. I, I, it's an ambitious plot, and I like the idea that... I, I like the kind of thinking of, of tying stuff together using, you know, something like that. When, where you have it thought through, they obviously don't have it thought through here. And yeah. that, because that, that's the thing you see when you look at pretty much any movie series, is that it always ultimately falls apart unless there is a long-running, very specific plan in place Yeah, to keep it running and like you have you have an arc defined or like you know with with like the the back to the future sequels and the matrix sequels and the, the pirates of the caribbean series sequels where they make the first movie and then they're like oh well now we'll add in you know a, a, a resolving plot with these two other movies that'll make it a trilogy even though it doesn't really work with the first one and i mean it's varying degrees of success i, I would probably say out of all of those back to the future oh, yeah. holds up the best absolutely but but it always feels like tacked on yeah the, the the point I'm getting at is that it's impossible to make a movie or to make a movie series that, that culminates in a movie like this in a good way when you haven't planned it from the beginning. Like, it just doesn't work. The the only people who are really, like, good at that... I mean, Lord, Lord of the Rings, obviously all of that was filmed together. Yeah. And and so it, it's based on a book. So yeah. it, it, it all, you know, was was there for them. I'm thinking, like, the the MCU, they do, like, a crap ton of long-term planning, and so far they've had so far they been able to do some pretty good time. We'll see how things go as they keep going, but at yeah. least so far they've maintained that because they have a lot of, you know, checks and balances to make sure everything's working well together. Yeah. Uh, and plan out to, like, 2028 or whatever the crap it is. Yeah. There's not really anything, any, any, there, there are barely any series that can maintain success without from the beginning saying, all right, we, we need to figure out a way to uh, build up something. I mean, even like the Dark Knight trilogy, Yeah. as much as I love all three of those movies, when you get to the third one, some of the connections back to the previous movies don't quite gel that well. Yeah, because, again, that, that was a... We're gonna. That was Nolan taking it one movie at a time. Yeah. And I mean, I still think that works fairly well, but it's it's... It also kind of ignores the Dark Knight a lot in a yeah. lot of ways, and folks, whatever. But we'll get to well, that. Well, term, yes, we will get to that actually sooner than later. I have a lot to say about Dark Knight Rises. Yes, yes, you do. Oh boy, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this movie. Okay, let's get to my stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, before I give my favorite and least favorite thing about this movie, let me go ahead and I, I talked about this at the end of the Skyfall review. How I had like a like a mental <laughs> breakdown during during my process with this movie. Because the first time we saw, well, yeah, yeah, the first time we saw it, um, we were so, we enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I remember coming out of the theater like, that was wonderful. Because we had seen, like, the reviews beforehand that as they were dropping steadily, and we were like, oh, I, that's, that's, well, I guess we'll just go in and see what happens. Yeah. And, and we really enjoyed it. Like, I was never bored. And it's yeah. like, it, I think it's the longest Bond movie. It's like, it's like two and a half hours. Oh, out of any of them? Yeah, I, I, think, well, I think so. Um, but yeah, we got out of that and I was like, oh, it's great. And then I started like listening to other people's opinions, like YouTubers that I trust, like listening to their discussions. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff that really doesn't work now that I think about it. And then I saw the movie a couple more times and like every time I watch it now, it kind of drops. <laughs> this is why I really don't like giving my opinion Upon like my initial viewing of the yeah. movie, because I'm like, oh, this could totally. As, as we've said before, change. we'll never do that because I think I think the only way you can really judge a movie is by sitting down, 
getting actually talking it through with other people who are watching it and doing kind of your own doing a commentary, not necessarily recording for anything, but just doing a commentary alongside each other, trying to figure out, all right, what is this movie movie really worth? Yeah, I I can't really. I think it's really hard to do that just based on watching the theater because you can you can completely miss problems and you can completely miss solutions to problems that yeah. the movie provides without you know talking it through with someone else. Yeah. But uh okay, let's get into my favorite and least favorite thing. My favorite thing is is the cinematography. Because yes. I know it's not the same cinematographer as in Skyfall, but they got it uh one of them did did Interstellar. I know that. Okay. I can't remember. I'm totally blind. One of Skyfall or Spectre is what you said? Yes. Okay. But but it's a gorgeous looking movie, particularly the opening uh scene with the, with the single shot yeah. opening. That's that's all just so great. That might be the best opening. Uh, well, it's one of the best openings yeah. to any John, uh, James Bond movie. The helicopter stuff gets a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he attack the helicopter? What? Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very well done scene. It's very well shot. The, yes. I, maybe that's why I was so... I was enjoying the movie so yeah. much the first time. I was like, this is just... Oh, this is just like a theme park ride. I'm just enjoying where this is going, you know. Um, hey, I mean... Lots of comic books out there get by on the fact that the art's pretty good yeah. in the writings, and and vice versa. I mean, it's 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 just the kind of thing where at least something about this movie is spectacular. Yeah, like it, it's you know specter. <laughs> I wish I had something harder in my hand when I threw. I, I just threw a little chair cap thing. I, I wish I had something harder so that it would actually record on the sound mic. <laughs> okay, I did not accurately vent my anger right there. I I kind of have a lot of least favorite things about this because there are a lot of elements on the of the plot that I yeah. really just loathe. <laughs> and we'll get into it as we go, but I I think the, the thing that bothers me the most is, is the the ham-fisted uh brother backstory plot yeah. with James Bond and Blofeld. It doesn't make any sense. And it's totally unnecessary. It's it's their attempt to try and make the stakes between the two of them much more personal, but the, it's already personal since Blofeld's connected to the other movies. Yeah, it would make much more sense to have Blofeld show up and be like, "I'm behind basically every ma- large scale terrorist attack going on, yeah. on on the planet for the last ten fifteen years, and you keep getting in my way. I'm I'm ending that. I'm done with that. Yeah, that's not what happens, unfortunately. Yeah, but the the whole. It's just, the brother backstory takes up so much time when they could have had Blofeld explain how he's connected to all the other villains. Yeah. And that would have been really great. And it's just, so, so Blofeld, like, faked his own death because he had daddy issues and he was mad that his dad loved James Bond more than him. <laughs> so then he grows up uh, trying to become a, a super villain and he knows that James Bond's Something becoming like a secret agent? Something like that. Like, how much does he know, like... Does, does he just know for a fact that James Bond's going to become a secret agent? So he's going to become he, a supervillain? So so he created Spectre to make sure that he would also guide Bond to becoming an agent so that he could get at Bond for, for ruining his plans. It's so... <laughs> it, it makes no sense. It's it just... Really it's just stupid and completely unnecessary. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate uh, it a lot. I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, do we want to start with with other plot points that I really hate? Sure. Yay! Let's get to the connections to the other movies. Like we said, it's mostly <laughs> just that it's not explained at all. Yeah. Like, okay, 
I, I've done such so, uh, so much thinking after seeing this movie, like a fan fiction version of this in my head where I try to make it all work. <laughs> I wish that they had just taken the time to explain, like, Mr. White and his relationship with, with Blofeld and how, I don't know, a little bit of fan fiction corner here for a minute, but, like, you have Quantum originally, mm -hmm. and Blofeld's like the silent partner. Like he'll just give them money to do things because he's evil. Yeah. And Mister White's sort of his his representative in Quantum. Yeah. Then you have Quantum fall apart, and then Blofeld's like, "Well, I'm going to completely take over now." And then you have him start Spectre, and then Mister he starts taking it too far because he's unhinged. He's a crazy man, and that's when Mister White decides to leave. That and, makes sense. And then the, the this movie happens. Yeah. Like, I feel like that could have been so easily done, and then they just... It's its too convoluted, and there's too many questions left open. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it, it really bothers me a lot, because I, I, you're, you're basing it so hard on, you know, James, on the author of all of your pain. And that's supposed to be, like, for the audience, it's like, oh, so all this terrible stuff that happened to him, you know, with Vesper and, and, and M and all this stuff... That that's feeding our anger, the audience's anger of Blofeld. Yeah, but there's no point in which like Bond really like we see hit that the emotional impact on him for that. Uh -huh. And then they do the brother thing, and it's just distracting. Ah, terrible. Right. <laughs> you have no defense for this. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I I think you're you you like this movie more than I do, right? I think so. But I don't know. <laughs> I came out. I came out of this movie. I was like, "Yeah, I really enjoyed that." And then you kept like slowly falling into despair. Yeah. As you kept thinking of more things, and I was just like, "Eh, that doesn't really bother me that much." For the for the most part, the, that the the brother stuff is just pointless and and, and stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I know why because Sony. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just blame Sony on everything. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> They have done nothing to make me have Oh, problems. there's tons of stuff. Like, when the Sony emails got leaked, there was tons of stuff about the James Bond, the, the Spectre screenwriting process and how nobody was happy with the script. Yeah. And they had to, like, completely rewrite the third act, which is why the third act kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, it's funny how I kind of complained about the third act in Skyfall just because I thought it was kind of bland. I don't like the third act for this movie either, but I think I have more legitimate reasons. reasons. You can explain it. Yeah, but yeah. um, I don't know. Let's let's go to, go after Blofeld a little bit because I know you, you like Christoph Waltz a lot. I I, I do too. I mean, I'm I'm just saying actor wise. I'm, yeah. I'm what are his motivations in I this? Like like I I know he he wants to gain control of the Nine Eyes program so they can control intelligence. That way they can stay one step ahead of yeah intelligence agencies whenever they try to stop them. That's actually really smart. Yeah. I like that in terms of subverting your expectations as to an end of the, or, uh, you know, we're trying to take over yeah. the world type plot. I, I really like that. That That's like a very modern version of a take over the world plot. Yeah, definitely. So that, that that's fine. But like, does Blofeld believe what he's doing is right? Do, or does he just enjoy being evil? Because I know him and C both talk about how they're, like, visionaries. Yeah, and, and C actually, like, C played, the guy, played by the guy who plays Moriarty, because we don't know his actual name. Uh, yeah, he's actually, you know, he, he does... One C, of the most telegraphed 
twist. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> God, I. He was a waste of a character too. But he he actually like has a, a discussion with Mallory about how he's very passionate about what Spectre's trying to do. So so it's like okay, so he thinks that it's right. He thinks that it's good for this. But why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And then Mr. White's like, yeah, but they would go, they would control, like, sex trafficking, and, and they would enslave women and children, like, and that's why Mr. White quit. And no, I see, wish... that's why C is, is all aboard. He's, <laughs> he's totally on board with all of this. Um, he hates children, and he's a horrible sexist. Yes. Makes perfect sense now. Yes. Thank you for clearing that up for me. But, yeah, I, I, I just don't get what his motivation <laughs> is. And then it, it comes back to, like, him having daddy issues. Is he just crazy? Sure. If so, then he's like one of the most uninteresting villains I've ever seen. Well. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I and, and then one of the biggest problems for me is like, he, he, it's, the performance itself is kind of one note. He's <laughs> like calm, cool, and collected in every single scene. Even at the end when he's like, when Bond's aiming the gun at him and he's contemplating shooting him, he's just like, finish it. Yeah. I'm like, no, why aren't you like begging for your life or something? This, I don't know. Like, give me some variation. Show show an unhinged, crazy Blofeld yeah. if that's what you're going for. Show him like angry. No, it's, it's certainly not Christoph Waltz's most interesting performance by any means. But it's just Christoph Waltz saying lines, so it's automatically yeah. enjoyable. I mean, obviously it's, it's entertaining, but... And... and Something that they really hint at that I really would have loved had they built built up the, the the conflict between him and Bond more, and not done the stupid brother thing. He has that line when he's he's telling Bond, "Hey, MI6 is going to blow up, and I've got Madeline in the building, and you've got to go find her, yeah. or you have to get out and know that she died um, because of you." And he and he he just starts laughing, and he says, "I've really put you through it, haven't I?" Yeah, and like in a different context, and you really make Bond and the audience feel like everything Bond has gone through to this point, all of his suffering has been because of this man. Like yeah. that one, and then you like zoom in on Bond's face, and he's like the most angry we've ever seen. Daniel Craig, yeah. like that would totally work. That would. You just have a montage of, of Vesper dying and, and and strawberry fields covered in oil, <laughs> and and his car blowing up in Skyfall. <laughs> Oh, and him, I guess. <laughs> you just go through. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it would be a lot better if there was a lot more. Like, that is a genius line. Like, they're just staring each other down, and then he just bursts out laughing. Yeah. Where I want more of that. Which, yeah. Uh, my, a lot of my thing about this movie is that a lot of the biggest problems are just that it doesn't tell you enough, which is weird. That's it's, not usually a, a problem modern movies have. It's, say modern, two, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. This movie has no excuse for that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is usually modern movies, they, they can't wait to cram exposition down your throat. This movie just kind of has like the most bare bones outline yeah. that it gives you, but it doesn't really tell you at all why these things are happening, especially in the second half of the movie. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, you know, the, we're, 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 these characters are doing things, and they are consistent things, but we don't know why they are consistent or what the what the driving force behind these actions they're doing are. Yeah. Okay, so let's move into the other big thing I really have a problem with in this movie, and that's the love story. Mm-hmm. Madeline Swan, I Lisa do she she's fine in the movie, and she has solid chemistry with with Daniel Craig, but 
the relationship between them is just so forced, and I really don't buy her being the reason Bond ends up quitting being a secret agent at the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this, because the the thing is, this this romance takes a lot longer to develop than, than compared to the other Craig movies. Well, I'm not thinking. <laughs> it's weird, because he doesn't really have any other relationships in the other Craig movies. He's got Vesper, there's, there's... And he's got random women he just sleeps with. Pretty much, yeah. Like Strawberry Fields. Yes, and, and Camille, who he doesn't even sleep with, who never really becomes a, a romantic I interest. wish she came back. Yeah. That would have been nice if she You, you mentioned, I think, I think at one point that it would be it would be nice if she was the guy, or the, the girl that he met at the beginning of the movie, in the intro. Oh, yeah, because they're in Mexico City. That, that would have been nice if she... Like another South American-related... Yeah, you well, know Mexico, Central America. Boy. I know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> everything South America to us Americans, okay? No, but, it, you know, something like that where it's, it's she's still operating in the, you know, yeah. Latin America, you know, area. Yeah, that would have been um, nice. And then I hate that they just mention Felix. Like, they just say his name once, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's a reference to that thing I know. I wish he was in the movie somehow, in some capacity, you know? Yeah, I do agree. Um, but back but, to, but, back yeah. to uh, Madeline. Well, what, what I was saying... It, like compared to yeah strawberry fields and there there's there's one or two women in skyfall right does he ever sleep with the girl that that uh takes him to silva yes cuz he finds her in the shower on the boat oh, yeah. and then it it's just i found that scene you know kind of retroactively <laughs> reviewing skyfall uh but um yeah, she she was like a victim of like the sex trade. Oh yeah, and then he just like starts sleeping oh, yeah. with her, and that, that was just kind of, oh, that was a little weird. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like like we haven't had anybody who who I actually now that I think back on the Craig movies, this actually doesn't bother me as much because you've got Vesper who you know just breaks his his soul. Yeah, with with the fact that they had such a long standing you know intense relationship that. Ended up getting destroyed on such a sour, tragic note. Yeah. Uh, but then, and then after that, it's just a string of, of one night stand. And so, I actually, I do really like the fact that that uh, Madeline in this movie does not immediately sleep with him. She she resists, which is is it's a nice thing. It, it it makes me feel. It makes me more okay with the fact that this is the relationship where he's like, "Well, I'm gonna run off again." But she but, resists. Until she doesn't resist. Yes. I know, I know, I agree. But I'm saying that it, it allows it to build a little more. It's still not as much as Vesper. Yes, I agree. Like, there's not as much stuff between them. But, like, and, and it is rushed. But it's not to the point where... Knowing the, the state of mind Craig, you know, Craig's bond has been in all this time. Yeah. I, I can buy that to some extent. I, I just wish it wouldn't have been, like, I hate the I love you line in the torture scene. I... I hate that with a fiery passion. <laughs> and and I, I just hate that he's the one... I wish he just kind of left with her for, like, an extended vacation instead of, like, I'm quitting MI6 forever to be with her. What exactly is... What exactly does he say in regards to that? Um, he just kind of walks away with her after not shooting Blofeld, <laughs> which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We'll get to that. And then... Um. Uh, yeah, he goes back to MI6 and he talks to Q, and Q says, "I thought you had gone." And he, uh, Bond says, "I have, but I've forgotten something." 
Oh, is and, that all the dialogue? Then, I think so. Oh. It's very brief. In that case, I have less problem with it. <laughs> no, because because Bond constantly leaves in these movies. He has no like consistency with it. if if that's it. I mean, I'm totally fine with that with that being the oh on on another yet another impulse decision. I'm going to leave for you know however long I feel like and not show up again until something happens until Spectre shows up again and you know I don't know resurrects him to as as a zombie that tries to kill me or something. I want a zombified Judy Dench hunting down okay. Daniel Craig. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's it, knowing that so far. That, that's my thing about this movie. Again, there's not enough for me. They while I I wish they would give me a lot more. They haven't given me so much that I just completely don't buy anything. Like they they give me enough that I can be like, well, I guess if I try to connect the dots, that would make sense. And that's my problem with the movie. They just give it enough to be slightly above yeah. passable. I need much more than that to care. Again, not not saying it's a masterpiece. I'm I'm just explaining my 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 worldview on it. Is that I'd rather have a movie in which I can more or less figure out why it makes sense or my own reasoning for for what may, might make sense, as opposed to a movie that completely does not make sense. It, I feel you. You are right. They do throw out just a little bit yeah. to be like, okay, I sort of understand why they make those decisions. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about like again in the torture scene when he has the line, you know, the daughter of an assassin, the the, yeah. the only person who could have understood him. Like little lines like that, I'm like, okay, this is just you trying to get the audience to buy that these two are meant to be together, and I just See, don't like it. I don't know. It what, seems way too forced to me. That's that's the line you picked up on that I didn't. I I had a different interpretation of is that. The the idea is that the, the line, yeah, he, uh, Blofeld tells tells Bond, oh, you know, the, the daughter of assassin is the only person you could have ever been with. Too bad you'll never get a chance. Uh, but it it's it's seems like the interpretation is, oh, well, that that might work for you at some day. Too bad, like it doesn't really seem like that's justifying their relationship so far, which they probably should try to do that because <laughs> it's very rushed, but. It, it feels like that's kind of supposed to be a, a later thing, which I'm okay with. Like, them, them saying, this is someone you could eventually have a life with if, if you... But it doesn't explain why they, they've rushed so quickly into things and into saying, I love you. But, I don't know. I, I'm okay with it for the most part. <laughs> well, clearly I'm not, so let's like I move said, on. Little, little tidbits, little breadcrumbs. <laughs> I wish there was more, but, but it... If you drag me from place to... Or it, no, it, there are breadcrumbs where there should be, like, a whole sandwich. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I, I like me a good sandwich. I would rather <laughs> it be a sandwich. But any food is better than, like... I don't know. What's what's the worst food you can possibly think of that also incorporates bread? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> this analogy is getting away from us. Point is... Movies should be sandwiches, but I'd rather them be not be sandwiches than be something that I don't like. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Well, I, I, continuing the Madeline thing. Never mind. I'm not, not moving on. I'm not done yet. <laughs> She's a complete waste of time because we have Monica Bellucci in here, and That's they good. made such a big deal out of oh, she's like fifty years old. She's the oldest Bond girl ever to be in one of these movies, and then she's in it for a scene. 
Yep. Bond sees she is, with her. She is the. Oh, by the way, Bond, you should go from here to here. She's she is exposition sex woman. Yes, that is all she is. <laughs> I feel like that is an archetype that is sex position woman. I feel like that, that is an archetype that is solely fueled by the James Bond series. But like they made such a big deal out of that, and like. I see so much possibility with yeah, her character and like being forced to marry this guy and be stuck in the Spectre organization. Like, I, she, she, like, and I could just see her and Bond being together and like you, you could build up like a backstory of like she was an assassin who worked for Spectre yeah. but didn't realize they were the bad guys and like you get her to work with Bond because she finally sees a way out, out of the organization. Yeah. And then the, it just streamlines a lot of the plot elements instead yeah. of them just having to go from place to place to place. You, don't, you, don't, you, no, longer, you no longer have to have to have him go necessarily track down Mr. White. You probably want to find another way to bring him in so that Spectre, you know, has a little more foundation in the other movies. But then you don't have to go from there to the ski resort to, to find... And uh, then to Lamarican, and yeah, then to the, go the to hotel. the hotel. Yeah, you, you can go a lot. You can... You can I, I agree. It doesn't make any sense that... I mean, and even if, if they, they were really set on being on having Madeline Swan be his the this this new Bond girl. That should have been throughout the entire movie so that they'd have more time to develop that so it's not rushed. You you do one or the other. They they were like, yeah. oh well we're gonna have her and oh she's gone. Now we're gonna do this lady. But it's just a shame because I really like Monica yeah, Bellucci. I agree. And she's she's wasted. Completely wasted. Yep. I, I hate In it. More ways than one. Oh god. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. She, it, it's it doesn't make me again. It feels like we're getting back to the oh, we got to jump from plot point to plot point because that's what spies do. They find things and they go to other places and they find more things and they keep doing that until eventually they find the plot. Plus, it's just kind of weird because Leah Seydoux is clearly a very young woman. Yeah, and Monica Bellucci is much closer in age to yeah. Daniel Craig, so that just and that just makes more sense to me. It's that supposed he, to be he, he would go with an older woman. It's supposed to be Mister White's. Daughter, oh, that's is, that's just creepy. Which is just creepy because they were like peers in in Casino Royale and and Quantum, so it's it's odd. Yeah, <laughs> it's just really weird. Yeah, and like 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 we said, Leah Sedu, she's fine. Her her chemistry with Daniel Craig's yeah. fine. Yeah. I think she's a good actress. I think she's good. I, I mean, just she's, think she's her character good. is a complete waste of time, and you could have streamlined a whole lot yeah. more of this movie. Yeah, it's two and a half hours. Would have made a lot more sense. I mean, to be fair, I'm not bored when I watch this movie, but still, I just see the easy ways to streamline it and just get the story to be much more lean. Yes. Um, where do you want to go from here? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with all the all your notes here. You've been writing like a madman. This is like the one movie I've kept like extensive notes for. It's just a bunch of little things that just drove me nuts. Um, <laughs> let's see, I covered that one across that. What do you think of the song? I like it. Because a lot of people really don't. I like it. It's fine. Yeah, the writing's on the wall. Writing's (laughs) on the wall by Sam Smith. I hated it when I first listened to it. Then I watched it in the context of the movie with the main title sequence, and I think it's one of my favorite James Bond themes. (laughs) Like I like it more than Skyfall. I I would. I know people might hate me for saying that. I like it more than Skyfall. I I I would probably put it three out of four in in, out of the Craig movies, but that's not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. I just like the other two songs. I like. Quantum Solace's song obviously is the best. No, I, I like uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall better. That's that's not a bash. Which one of those song. is your favorite? 
Didn't we talk about this last time? I don't remember. Did we? I think so. I don't remember you specifically saying I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Either way, I'll... If I'll make they're, they're two different animals. I'll make a decision, and if I change my mind, then, you know, whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> I'm going to say... I'd, I'd probably go with... <laughs> I'd probably go with Skyfall. Okay. I, I think. That's fair. Yeah, I, I can see... What, I mean, just, just... It's Adele. I like me some Adele. She's, yeah. she's good. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I, I was going to mention the, the title sequence, too. Because that's, that's a little odd... Oh, with the tentacles? Yes. Yeah. There's lots of tentacle stuff. Which is I mean, it's a cool title too. Visually, it's very, very good. Yeah. And there's a lot of good iconog I I iconography, whatever. Iconography? Yes, there we go. Uh, the, it's a word. Yes. There, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, there's a lot of interesting symbolism and all that sort of thing. It's just weird that there's a full-on octopus. Like, weird. wrapped around a naked woman? Yes, and, and then at, at, like, standing over them. And, but overall, it, it, I, I do really like it. I do think it's a really cool Can I just sequence. say, I think the lyrics to this song do a much better job of telling us Bond's emotional arc with, with Madeline Swan and, like, yeah. him leaving much better than the movie does. <laughs> Probably fair. Like, I, I almost feel like for all of their exposition scenes where it's like, oh, we're developing their relationship, <laughs> kind of. Just play the song, mute their dialogue. There you go. <laughs> they just open their mouths, staring <laughs> blank-faced at each other, and the song comes out of like, them. Like, I know a lot of people don't like the song because Sam Smith gets really high-pitched. Yeah. I had, Which, to, I had to adjust yeah. to that. It took yeah. some getting I agree. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. That's that's something that a lot, a lot of songs recently and pop songs have done that that I'm not a huge fan of. But, I mean, I still think that I still think he's... It's, he's obviously talented. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's yeah. You know, overall, I'm fine with it. The... Skyfall, I assume, won an Oscar too, right? Yes, um, two in a row. And and did uh, you know my name? I don't think so. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was I was wondering if if that was like a, a thing that if it was a competent song would generally get you a lock for an Oscar. Interesting. Anyways, uh, let's let's go over the the third act since the third act is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much from the end of the torture scene onward, I really lose interest in the movie. I don't know if I go that far for my for like just just personally. The more uh, I've watched, it, the more problems yeah. I have. Especially because right after they get out of the torture scene with with him throwing the watch yeah. in the hole, doesn't time fly? Like it's like we have to insert a really bad James Bond one liner because people remember him having really bad one liners. Like that was terrible. <laughs> 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 Well, well, with other movies, not with this, yeah. not with no, the Craig movies. Uh, but, he has but, good one-liners. But then he just turns into Invincible Action Man, and then oh, yeah. he just takes out everyone it, it almost turns into, It turns into, the, into somebody who's really good at Call of Duty. Yeah. Escaping. And it also doesn't make any sense that, that uh, Blofeld escapes at all. Yeah. Like, like there's no, there's just giant massive explosions going on. I mean, afterwards, when you see Bond and uh, Madeline in the helicopter, you see some vehicles driving off. Yeah, but and but, like but the fact that Blofo was like at the center of that explosion, yeah, doesn't really make another a lot of base sense. that's just highly explosive. Yes, <laughs> I mean at least this one, we don't specifically say, "Hey, this base is highly explosive," <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Stupid, but. 
I, it really bothers me when, when Bond just starts, like, he's aiming <laughs> people long distance, yeah, that's, just taking one shot. Especially when you consider Skyfall, where the, he got injured in such a way that, that you know, it, it messed up his aiming, and, like, you, I don't think he would ever recover that well. And suddenly he's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just yeah, and he's taking he just, out he's, everyone. It's, it's not even like he's blasting out. He's, he's like, very... Headshot. Pers- headshot. Yeah, headshot. Yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, oh okay... <laughs> no, it really feels like they did not care to make, like, a well-choreographed action scene of them escaping, so it's just like, let's just get through this efficiently, and then we'll blow the whole base up. Yeah, that's fair. Which apparently was practically done, and it's, like, one of the biggest explosions ever. I like it a lot. It looks no, cool. it, it, See, it's one of those things where it's, like, so big, for yeah. a second, it, my brain is thinking, wait, is that CGI? Yeah. <laughs> this but, is, it, but it's real. This is what the world has come to. <laughs> it's convinced us that even real things must be fake. Yeah. But... <laughs> The end of the movie is them trying to stop C from pressing a button. Yes. I really don't... What like, does the button do again? It, it, it turns the Nine Eyes program on, which it makes no sense because couldn't they just shut it off afterwards? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, doesn't the Nine Eyes program gather a bunch of intelligence? Could it, would, would, yeah, that, would, would even been, that brief... Would, would not even that brief moment give them a lot of information? The point is they should have explained it better. Yeah. That's fair. And then Bond just gets captured. Uh, like I said, uh, the running theme here. <laughs> There's the bare minimum. Yes. The movie gives you the bare minimum of plot information. Yes. But but Ray Fine somehow gets away, even though there's no way he oh, should yeah, have. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then Bond gets captured and brought to the damage. See, I like this element oh, yeah. of it. He is brought back to, like, the centerpiece of, of, like, Bond's failure with MI6 blowing up when he was not there. Yeah. Like I, like, it's just it's just generally a cool idea that it's like you know it's hey we're we're using plot points that we have been given yeah. to make things interesting yeah it, it's that that's nice. By the way, I it, this has like one of my single favorite Bond moments like ever, just of how awesome James Bond is when when they bring him out and he's got the bag over his head and he's got the zip tie around his hands and they're they like point a gun at him and he just grabs the gun from the guy and like kills them both yeah. and then he just rips the zip ties off <laughs> like no problem it's like why couldn't the movie be more of that that's true like that's him being invincible action man that i like yeah. instead of headshot headshot <laughs> headshot and I think his honest trailers that that made the joke that there are arrows in MI6 that are li- literally leading him to the end of the movie. I mean, that's that's a that's not actually a problem. No, no, I problem. actually like it a lot, and I like how he gets led down to like the shooting range, and they got the different pictures there. Yeah. Although it it does call the question of did Blofeld have all this planned out? Was this his original plan to bring Bond here? Sure. How does Bond? Why does Bond end up going there again? Does he get captured? Yeah, the, yeah, the guys take right. him there. Okay. And then he walks in and he sees, like, the list of... The, they talk about this in Skyfall. The list of all the agents that have died and James Bond's name is, like, written yeah. in, like, marker at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. And then he just follows and then Blofeld is scarred. I like how they... The, it's a very nice reference to the old Bond movies with the original Blofeld having that scar on his eye. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Looks cool. And then we have... See, it's, it's just so bland, and it tells me that they they just came up with this climax at the last minute, where he's yeah. like, hey, I've got your girlfriend, and we're yeah. going to blow up the thing. Yeah, it's and very, it's to- very unoriginal. It doesn't, there's not a whole lot of tension until... There is some, I would say, afterwards, like like when they, at the, after he finds uh, the... Madeline? Yes, Madeline. Bond girl. Uh, 
There, there, like, like after he finds her, there's some, there's some tension, but it's, it's not. There's not a whole lot going on before. Like, it's just, oh, he's running around MI6, and he's looking for her, and he can't what? find her, and he's running out of time. Moment, like, it's, it's just very cliche. It's very typical. And I can think of an easy way to make this much more interesting too. Yes, we should. Do you, do you want to go back and, and talk about Hanks? Yeah, they, they Batista. He's there. awesome in this. Yeah. He's one of my favorite, like, Bond henchmen ever, just because of how great he is. And he has, like, zero line. Well, he has the one line when yeah. he gets killed in quotes. I wish they had had a running gag of Bond thinks he's dead, but he comes back. Bond thinks he's dead, but he comes back. Yeah. Like, you have that first in the, the uh, Alps uh, airplane chase scene mm-hmm. where uh, he, he leaves him there and he, he's not really dead. And then you have the train fight, which is an awesome fight, by the way. Yes, it's very cool. That is easily one of my favorite parts of the movie because yes. it is so brutal, and huh. like the sound effects are very well done for that scene. Uh-huh. But then he gets dragged out, and he, he curses before he gets dragged out. And yeah. then I wish this—I mean, he wouldn't have necessarily died from that. We're using yeah. Bond movie logic yeah. here. Yeah, definitely. You could have, you could have had him come back, and nobody really would have questioned it. Definitely. I wish the end of the movie had been a shootout in MI6 with him, with Bond having to find Madeline, but the, Hanks, the, it, Hanks is also trying to hunt him down, and yeah. like, it's a game of cat and mouse, but there's a time limit, because the yeah, whole thing's yeah, gonna yeah. blow up. Like, that would've been much yeah, more... Yeah, I agree, t- that, would, that would've, again, there was, there's not really a whole lot of tension, that would've, been, that would've done a lot to it. Yeah, that, that would've been all very terrifying, and plus Bond could've really had his chance to, like, get back at, um, Drax... Mm. I say Drax, it's not really Drax. <laughs> Dave Batista. Hanks. Hanks and Drax. That's that's very weird that those are his two <laughs> names in movies. Um but but like that that could have been him getting back at him for like kicking his butt in the train fight. Uh-huh. Like he could have done something good with that. But yeah, it's just very conventional. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, Ray Fines and C are doing things. You wanna talk about this? Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> it would have been one. My, it would have been my favorite moment in the movie. Oh yeah, mine too. Now it's close to my least favorite. Uh, <laughs> there, there's there's a point in which so so they eventually the, the supporting cast that isn't Mon tracks tracks down C and you know corners him in his office and uh, well they just go to his office to shut down Nine Eyes. Yeah, but but Mallory like takes the uh, the gun out and like he takes the bullet t- out. Yeah, takes the bullet out of the guns and, and which puts is. Back. It might be a subtle reference to the opening of Casino Royale, maybe, because Bond does the exact right. yeah. same thing to the yeah. guy at the beginning yeah. with the black and white. You That's know. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then uh, C like pulls out the gun on him, and he's like, "Well, no, I'll kill you." I don't remember exactly what he says. Then uh, Mallory, oh, is like, he says, "Well, isn't that what M stands for, moron?" And then he takes the shot. Yeah, and, and then, then he's, it, the gun's empty. Yeah, and the gun's empty, and then and then uh, M. Slash Mallory is like, now we know what C stands for. And the whole audience, when we saw this, like, busted out laughing. Yeah. yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, we, we all know exactly what he means yes. by this. It's, it's, it's perfect. It should have just been, now we know what C stands for. And then cut. And it would have been wonderful. Yes. But instead, they're like, now we know what C stands for. Careless. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's incredibly lame. I'm going to steal your line from before when we were just spitballing ideas for what we would talk about. You said, now we know what C stands for. Convoluted. Yes. That's the headline for this movie. (laughs) That would probably be at the top of our review if we were professional (laughs) reviewers. That 
would be the the intro line. Yeah, it's it's, which is weird because the rest of the movie is so obsessed with not giving you enough to get up or just or just giving you barely what you need to get by. Yeah, uh, it just completely ruins the joke. Like, surely that wouldn't have gotten uh, that would have gotten through censors just fine, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's 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 implied obviously that people would have. I don't know. Maybe maybe parents would have been. I, I, I really can't see that. Do being, kids know what that that's means? What I'm say. That's what I'm going to say. Like like it's not like you're telling that. Oh, there's a bad word that starts with C. Yeah. You don't have to go any further than that. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but but then MI6 blows up and Bond and Madeline get out in a boat, and then Bond just shoots down Blofeld's helicopter with a pistol, which is really really dumb. This is true. Especially since this is, like, the ultimate climax for all four of these movies. It's all been leading to this. Not really. But Bond is able to, like, he takes the slow breath and a slow motion and he just shoots and it did. Well, I mean, he he shoots at it a few times. They try to, they try to sell it as, oh, he's, he's, you know, he, it's, it's him trying several times. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense that it happens. Yeah. And then, I, I really dislike this ending. Bond just goes up onto the bridge where Blofeld has landed and he's trying to crawl away and he's just pointing a gun at him and Blofeld's like, finish it. Yeah. Finish it. Do it. Yeah. Which I, I have no understanding as to why this Blofeld would want death at this point. Yeah. No. That makes no sense to me. Wouldn't he want to like beg for his life because he's like constantly scheming. He's like, I'm going to get back at you all eventually. Yeah. But, and then Bond just decides not to shoot him because... He wants to not be a killer anymore. Yeah. I have no idea what this decision means for Bond's character. Again, both of these things, th- this this confrontation could mean a lot if, if they just gave us more instead of just like, hey, you guys will figure They're it out. They're brothers in a backstory that you did not see. see that, we explained everything without you having to see it. See, that's the, I, I'm, I'm not usually quick to call screenwriting lazy necessarily because yeah, a lot of times I feel like it's just people it's just screenwriters that you know there's lots of screenwriters who are all trying to figure it out and they they don't you know they they couldn't quite work it together and and they they miss certain things because there's so many too many cooks in the kitchen sort of thing this this really does feel like lazy screenwriting the fact that they just throw in the the brother thing to give them some sort of reason to connect yeah like as opposed to you know, sufficient motivation and, and reasoning for why this is a struggle between them as to, you know, maybe, I mean, you could set, you could easily set something up where, where it's kind of a Joker, a uh, Batman situation where, where Joker wants Batman to kill him because he's like, it, if you do it, it'll bring you down to my level. But Bond is a killer. We've said I, that many times in this movie. He is, he's a but, but that's killer. But that's what I'm saying is you, if you set something up in which the arc of this is kind of Bond realizing that he doesn't want to do yeah, this that, he, that he's not a he, he doesn't like no but the, yeah then, then the ending would work a lot more with him wanting to leave with Madeline but that's just they barely hinted that exactly a couple I mean, of they, times that's what I'm saying there's, there's nothing hinting at that well really. there, there, there's the she's, yeah. she's questioning why he wants which is to a be nice, a paid assassin it, which is a nice scene to begin with because it's he, a nice he, introductory scene to that idea but then they never no 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 really I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the part of a, part of that scene where Bond um, is like, I gotta teach you how to use a gun. Yeah. And then she she immediately takes apart his gun and, and slides it back to him. She's like, I know how to use a gun, I just don't like to. Yeah. And I like that. That's that's nice. It's, it's 
Character, personality, traits. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Anything. Although it, it kind of bothers me that she only uses a gun once later, like five minutes later. Yeah. And then she's just kidnapped at the end and she's the damsel in distress. Correct. <sighs> yeah, it would have been really nice if she actually shot, uh, if, if, like you said, Hinks show back up and she actually shot him. To kill him at the end. Or, like, like Bond is able to find her really quick. That's what I'm saying. And then Hanks is just trying to keep them from leaving MI6, and they have a big shootout. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, is, like, if there's something where Hanks, like, finally gets Bond trapped, and he's about to kill him, and then she has to shoot him. Yeah. Like, that would have been nice, yes. But that's not what they do. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what they do at all. It's like, they bring so many assets into this movie, just in terms of, like, the characters and the actors that they have. But it's just too much, and they don't yeah. know how to balance They're just kind of floating people. around and, and bouncing stuff off people. Can I just say, the the actual ending to the movie with, with Bond leaving with the girl in the Aston Martin, like, that, outside the context of this movie, is amazing. Yeah. And the James Bond theme playing, and it's perfect. Yeah. Without the context <laughs> of the rest of the movie. It's really hard to screw up an ending in which Bond drives away to the Bond theme. I'll say that. Yeah. Or does anything to the Bond theme. Yeah. He could brush his teeth to the Bond theme. He could could do pretty much anything and and we'd eat it up. Like he just wakes up, brushes his teeth, puts on his suit. (laughs) Great. That would be wonderful. I don't really have any more like major overall points. I just have a bunch of little nitpicky things (laughs) that have been driving me crazy. Oh, Lord. Uh, Do you have anything else before I delve into this? Not really. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, let's start with the beginning, shall we? (laughs) And Tyler has given up. Um, so we have Bond doing the opening with the the bullet, you know, thing. Yeah. You know, the gun barrel opening, which is great that they finally decide to put that at the front of the movie. Yeah. Because for the last two movies, it's been after, which is weird. Keep it consistent, whatever. But then up pops the dead or alive. And that just feels, like, completely out of place. I know, thematically, that's there's a purpose for, for that, but it just feels, like, pretentious. Wait, what is it again? I don't even remember this. Right after the gun barrel, it fades to black, and it says, the dead are alive. And oh, then the it, dead are alive. Yeah, okay. and then it cuts yeah. to the Mexico City opening. Yeah. That's, it's just weird. That's, that, yeah. that feels like almost what they would have done with Quantum of Solace. Yeah, because it really Mar- does feel like a Quantum of Solace thing. Let's be artsy. I don't really know what that's supposed to be referring to. Like, I guess Blofeld comes back. Yeah. and But we didn't know he was dead. Or it could also be thematic with Bond. Like, he's dead, and then he comes back to life when he decides to quit being a killer. Like, you... That's a bit of a stretch, I that's, admit. That's... I, I don't know if I buy that. I feel like it's... I feel like I'm it's trying just, to come up with excuses. Why <laughs> am I trying to come up with excuses? That's been my job for most of this podcast, so... Yeah. You, you, you can... You can but, take the load from Okay, but then after the, the opening happens <clears throat> in which he attacks the helicopter pilot almost immediately during the helicopter bit, yes. whatever, um, it, it turns out he has the message from Judy Dench M that is like, hey, kill Skiara and don't miss his funeral. Yeah. Why does he keep that a secret from anyone? Yeah. You need to build up that he does not trust not anyone at where, MI6. There's not even a line where M is like, don't tell anyone, right? No. It's just, she had recorded this, and then sent it to Bond. Well, I mean, I guess the idea is, it got mailed specifically to him, so it's yeah, like, maybe okay, he's supposed but to. But yeah, it would have been nice if there was this, again, but he just, a little bit more. Yeah. That's all we need. But, but he just tells Moneypenny. 
We've had a whole buildup in Skyfall of Ray Fiennes' M being a trustworthy person who will help him out. Yeah. Why not have him in on it? But no! We need Bond to go rogue again! Correct. Terrible. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to like go back to how much you hate spy, spy movies where the, the spy has to go rogue. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> it's just it's it's just such a tired plot point. They yeah. just need to retire it. Yeah. For like a decade at least. Yeah. Um and then another thing about the M's message. How does she know about Skiara? Does she know about Spectre? Does she know Bond needs to go to this? Does he does she know about his relationship with Blofeld? No. See see M, None of this is answered. M is is part of Spectre. <laughs> and she specifically needs Bond to go after Spectre. Because he needs to not kill Blofeld, so Blofeld will resurrect her from prison for the M zombie movie that is eventually coming. It's going to be called World War M. (laughs) (laughs) You know the best part of that is? World War Z is directed by the same guy who directed Quantum of Solace. (laughs) Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, God. I've never seen that movie. Not you. You're not. You're not making me want to. It's better than Quantum of Solace, (laughs) and I didn't even hate that. Um... Yeah, but there are no answers to how she she knows about Skiara, how much she knows about Spectre. And once again, I think you could have answered this very well with Monica Bellucci's character. Of somehow she knew Judy Dench's M, and she was like, hey, you, I need your help. And she's like yeah. getting desperate. Like, you could have done something with that, but it's, no. Stupid. It's just an excuse to get Judy Dench back because everyone loved her as M. Correct. It's terrible. <laughs> I, the more I'm talking about this, just the more cynical I'm getting. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, the, the smart blood thing. Yeah. That really doesn't serve much of a purpose after like the halfway point in the movie. But the purpose, I guess, is that Bond gets Q to, like, go with him over M or C, I guess. But we already knew they had a good relationship. That's it. <laughs> we didn't but need any of that. It's just like that. That seems like it should have come to something. Like I don't know, blonde, a uh, blonde Bond gets cut and he throws his blood on Blofeld as he's like escaping the explosive or the the facilities is blowing up, and that's how they're able to track him. Yep. I know that that would be way far fetched, but at least it would yes. be something. But this is just like, oh, they know Bond's location, and then eventually it's just dropped. Yeah. Could have done something with, like, Blofeld needs a blood transfusion, so he needs his brother, except they're not even actual brothers, so <laughs> it doesn't really work. But something, anything, other than we're going to bring this up and then we're not going to bring it up again. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see, what's my, what's my next obscure, slightly nitpicky point here? Okay, so at the Spectre meeting, oh, by the way, I hate the bit where the guy, the, the, guy, the doorman pretty much is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Mickey Mouse, who, who are you? And... That was stupid. I don't care about that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I have no. I have no. But reason it's not. To... It's not clever. Have... It's just super blunt. I have no feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's whatever. But then Bond walks in, and they're ta- they're, The Spectre meeting is happening, and and the woman starts speaking. I don't. I don't remember what language she's speaking, but it's not English. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about pretty much how once the Nine Eyes program starts, they'll control all intelligence information, and how they'll stay a step ahead. Does Bond? Understand what she is saying. Yeah. 
Because if that's the case, then as soon as he gets on the phone with Money Penny for the car chase scene with Pinks, he should be like, "Hey, they they want the Nine Eyes program yeah. to happen. You need to stop this now." Yeah, it makes no sense. So I guess he doesn't understand. I mean, he what doesn't really saying. have a reaction when he's hearing it. Like he's he's just. I mean, he doesn't usually have like a surprise reaction. Usually, he, I know a lot of people make you know, they criticize Daniel Craig's performance in this, but I. Like, they, they say, like, he's just kind of bored. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think he's playing cold James yeah, Bond. Yeah, he's He's fully become just, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I guess you can interpret that as bored, but I, I don't think it's his... I don't I think, think there's a problem. I think it's intentional. Yeah. I don't it think feels intentional. I don't think he's to. just sitting there like, I'm just waiting for my paycheck. And I know he he's had a couple of cynical comments after this movie came out. And it's unclear at this point whether, you know, he'll be back for another movie. Uh-huh. But, like, he does, he, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He is consistently good throughout all four of these movies. I wish he was given a lot more to do in terms of a character arc. Uh-huh. But he's fine. Um, but, yeah, how, how much does he know in the Spectre meeting? Like, how much is he able to grasp from that conversation that happens? You, he, you'd think he would know French or whatever it is, but I, I guess, I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, it doesn't. He doesn't seem to have any reaction. He's just kind of walking alongside, like walking in the shadows. Like he doesn't seem to, to be listening at all. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't know. I don't know. I love Hinks's opening where he kills the guy. We have no context for why he kills this guy. Was this guy a traitor to Spectre? Was he just incompetent? We have no context for that. nitpick. I yeah. admit it's not really. A big I mean, deal. the the isn't it isn't it the idea is he's like well someone challenge. This guy... Because for, the assignment to go kill Mr. White. Yeah. But why? I don't know. <laughs> and then Blofeld... Blofeld specifically calls the guy who's, like, heading up the meeting, and he's, like... He's whispering to him. And then the guy says, does anyone challenge this guy? And then Hinks walks out. So it's like, did Blofeld want this guy dead? If so, why? No, see, see, see Spectre. Oh, boy. When it's... it's The idea is they, they constantly kill each other, because... When when one head is cut off, two will take its place. <sighs> so so then the the amazing car chase happens, which is yes. one of my favorite car chases in like any Bond movie. It might be my favorite. Yeah, I've heard some people like say it's slow. I think they confuse that with just beautifully shot, and it's not constantly yeah. shaky cam. I agree. It's just. Why gorgeous shots of these cars racing down like these beautiful yeah. locations? There's the the and over, the, over the, the top, but funny. It's very funny. Yeah, where where he the, the the he's in a very tight alleyway, and the car with the old guy singing. Opera There's a little music. like smart car. Yeah, yeah. And that bit felt very right. And, and, and Bond Bond like pushes him out of the alleyway, basically. And it's yeah, it's just a funny little gag. I, I kind of wish they took out the, the part where he like the the air bag pops out. That that. Yeah. That was like the oh you you've gone just a little <laughs> bit too far but whatever. Um, let's see what what do I got here? Oh, there's just like a couple of stupid lines that I really dislike. I know I've talked about a couple of them, but uh, in one of the many scenes where M and C kind of debate Nine Eyes, although not really because it's not complex at all. Their yeah. arguments, it's just like oh it's good, no it's bad. Like, just compare it to, like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where they actually explain, like, what each side is about and why they believe in what they're doing. Yeah. This is so just superficial. Uh Uh-huh. 
I don't know why they dedicate so much time to, to these scenes. If it's just like this superficial, I don't know. Yeah. But, but M has the line, a license to kill is also a license not to kill. And that line is just very <laughs> stupid. To me. I really dislike that line. They're setting up Bond not killing Blofeld. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I get the meaning behind it, but just the wording of that—that that is yeah. dumb. That that feels like a first draft <laughs> Be- line because it's also like, well, a drone that can kill is also a drone that can't not kill. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that—that's not a good explanation of why Bond is needed. Unlike pretty much everything in Skyfall, yeah, which is. A, a direct explanation. And like, like I said at the end of the Sky, or at some point in our Skyfall discussion, this in no way picks up from where Skyfall leaves off in terms yeah. of the state of the MI6. Yeah. I mean, it, you could argue You could argue the Inquiry, yeah. Against breadcrumbs. C is brought in, like, because of all the Inquiry stuff, and he's, like, bringing in, like, a new change yeah. to MI6. But it, they never address that inquiry in Skyfall, and yeah. like M dying, and then like that's Which, still a like, huge like, like problem. We, like we talked about, it's like okay, they're pushing it off because it's no longer relevant to the emotional narrative of the story. But someone needs to address that at some point. Yeah, just like a throwaway line. Yeah, like like you could have had Cease be like, "Oh, you think just because the previous M died doesn't mean there aren't still going to be repercussions for MI six or you know something yeah. like that." I, it bothered me. <laughs> Especially because this movie is so built on we are connecting all four of these movies. Yeah. You need everything to connect. Um, why, why can James Bond not, not find a American on his own with like a Google search? Because James Bond is able to find Mr. White's location somehow, but he can't find a American, <laughs> which seems oddly specific. Yes. Like, couldn't you just do a Google search and be like, oh, it's a place. Try that. Because he, for some reason, has the assumption that it's a person? Yeah. I get what the idea is. The idea... But, but again, a Google search would solve this problem. <laughs> yeah. The idea is that Mr. White is trying to force him to go save Madeline. It's it's leverage. You know. Yeah. But then, once again, Mad- Madeline is a complete waste of time in this movie. Um, I'm just crossing well, off the points as, as we go. Um, I hate when... when uh, Bond gives Q the octopus ring and then he's analyzing it and it turns out at some point in every single previous villain's life yeah. they at some point wore <laughs> like the, that's, the that's Spectre a, octopus no, ring. I, I think... So didn't we talk about this? The, I think the idea was that he found... I don't know. We, de- we debated this for a while. We paused the movie on this screen and tried to figure out what we were being told by this screen. Yeah. Basically, it seems like the idea is... The, the idea that would make sense is they found traces of the material making up this ring on all of their bodies. I think that's yeah, what that, they were that, going for. That looks like the intention. Yeah. Because it's autopsy reports. Yeah. For all the previous villains. Yeah. But... So, so they all, at some point, wore secret decoder rings? <laughs> and they, they were all part... I, I, I get it. They're all supposed to be members but of... But they also aren't, aren't wearing rings in... In none of their movies industry. are they wearing rings that you could even, like, oh, well, you could maybe... You just can't see the octopus logo on it, but trust me, that's that ring. No, that's not the case for any of them. Yeah. 
and it's just horribly frustrating. Didn't you? Didn't we try to look this up and Sam Mendes tried to explain yes. it? Yes. And like, it still doesn't make very much sense. Shouldn't you have had, like, James Bond ask, like, how Q was able to figure all this out, and then Q explains it? Like, it is so quickly, like, oh, all these all these, these previous bad guys, they, they work for this organization. Like, and that's it. Yeah. And I hate the image. Q is able to get, at, like, each of the villains and make them part of the eight arms of the octopus, and it all connects back up to Blofeld. Yeah. Like, they, they symbolize that on the computer screen. <laughs> And they even have Patrice on there. <laughs> That's the best part. The assassin from but, Skyfall. But the, the best part of it is they don't have him like fall down into a slot. When the 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 clip starts, he's already in a slot. Yeah. That way, they can fill everybody else in, and it'll be symmetric. Yes. But they don't focus on him because they know nobody cares or remembers him yeah. at all, <laughs> except for me because I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Um. But. Just little things like that. I'm like, you guys did not know how to connect these at all. Yes. Or you weren't interested in that. You're like, we, well, we kind of need to connect them, I guess. Whatever. Um, and then my last little bit that, that really bothered me was, was the Vesper interrogation tidbit thing. Because when they go to American and Bond finds the secret room, which, by the way, it's a super convenience that he's you know he figures out you know the rat goes in the hole and then he spills the beer and sees like oh there's a secret door here yeah. like that's all kind of dumb but i like that he's just slightly drunk and he points the gun at the rat and he's like <laughs> who are you working for and the rat's just like blank stare on its face like that's that that was really funny yeah but then he finds the vesper tape in there and he yeah. doesn't watch it <laughs> why why is that in there i don't know like is what it is it a tape of is it supposed it's to be part. is the the point there bond looks at it and he's like okay i'm over her and then he just puts it back sure is why would you even put that in there is a oh it's a reference to that girl yeah even though they reference her like five times throughout this movie and then, why is that American the way that they're able to find Blofeld, even though Mr. White is all the way over in Austria, and he's got all of his computers, but he can't figure it out? Yeah. Like, that was all uber convoluted. It was like, we need more locations! Correct. Let's have yeah, him go to different I, I, places! I, I, was, I was just looking it up, and, and American is apparently a, not actually a hotel, but a palace? Or something? Okay. Point is... It's the it's the top result because of double or because of Spectre. <laughs> it's the top result, and there's a bunch of fake reviews from people, which is funny. But um, the 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 point I'm getting at is that there uh, again, quick Google search. Oh, if, if this hotel but existed, he even calls Money Penny to be like, "Can you look up <laughs> like my my brother who apparently died?" Like, yeah. and she's like, "Wait, what?" And like, she's finding all this information for him, and this just seems like something you Google search. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I mean, if anything, you could call Money Penny and be like, "Hey, what's American, what's American?" Google search, and, and I guess you can argue, "Oh, well, well, he doesn't know," or. He doesn't know what room to stay in, but then couldn't White, Mr. White have just been like, hey, well, American, it's a hotel room, whatever. Because he <laughs> had to get his daughter, because his daughter uh, was that's, in, that's, that's Why right. was that's, Madeline in danger? Yeah. I mean, she shows up after Bond shows up. Or they, she, not, yeah, I know yeah. Hink shows up to grab her, yes. but why? I don't know. 
It's never addressed. Any, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's just the whole movie is just constantly filled with just little things that bother me. Yeah, that's fair. And that 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 was all my major like nitpicks and stuff, just from all the notes that I took watching it. I'm sorry if that got a little uh, repetitive. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have any final thoughts, or do we want to go ahead and do grades? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, I know I sound like I've really hated the movie. I don't. <laughs> I've had such like a bipolar relationship with this movie. Um, I'm gonna go with with I I think I'll, I'll give it the same grade that I gave Quantum of Solace. I'll, I'll give it a C because overall the plot, as much as you, you have problems with the plot of Quantum of Solace, I don't really have that that much of a problem with it. It's a little convoluted here and there, but. I, I think overall for that, the plot is much better than the plot here. But here, the, the, the visuals and the action sequences and the editing is much better than Quantum of Solace. So they're I, just, I would argue the characters as well, even though there's a lot of pro- character problems. For me, for me, they're, they're each of them in, in like opposite things that they're yeah. good at. For me. So I, I'm going to go give it a C as well. Oh, no, no. Okay. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving it the same grade. I'm giving... Uh, Quantum Solace, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you hated Quantum Solace. And no F minus. That's not a fan. That's true. It's not a fan. You were you were disinterested. Yes. Uh, now we know what D stands for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I was supposed to make up my mind in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> I've been asking him for a while now what his grade is yes. for this movie. I think. I think I'm going to go with C+. Okay. Yet another movie in which we, we greatly differ in our opinions. Well, I don't... It's not like I, I never want to watch this movie again. I can just watch it and like in the background and yeah. not really focus too much on the story and be like, oh, the, I really like this action scene or this is shot well or I like this little acting bit. Yeah. It's it's a very... like There's, there's re- still wa- some good dialogue in it. It's a like very rewatchable about. movie. Yeah. Especially for me, and I, I just like watching James Bond movies occasionally. Like, this is one I can yeah. see me putting in a whole lot, even though it's two and a half hours. But it's not boring, yeah. except for the ending kind of loses me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think overall, it's it's a fairly competent movie. It's that, competently made. That strips out a lot of plot points, a lot of plots, plot that would have given it more depth yeah. and made it more interesting. But overall, it's the, the structure is still... Decently sound, and overall, it's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say I don't even. Think, yeah, like I said, I give it a C plus. I don't think it's just a straight up blockbuster. I think it's a little better, than, like a straight up average blockbuster. I think it's. I think it, I, it deserves a little more credit for that because it is very. It it has a lot of quality to it. I guess uh, I, it's so very anticlimactic that all this up and down feeling I've been having for this movie. I'm like. It's a C. <laughs> it's average. It's average. It's whatever. Um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> do, we, do we have any final thoughts? I think we're good. Okay. So you guys have probably been wondering, hey, what, what's the next series you're doing if you're actually listening to us? Yes. Uh, we're going to do the X-Men movies. Indeed. All right. All of them. <sighs> oh, boy. X-Men 3 hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to... We're, we're doing X-Men 3. We're doing X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, boy. We're doing... Uh, those are the worst ones, I guess. <laughs> Those are the only definite bad ones. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I, 
think we're going to be able to do Deadpool Maybe. as part of this run. We'll, we'll see if, if, depending on how... I feel like after we watch X-Men Origins Wolverine, we're going to feel obligated to do Deadpool. To find a way to do Deadpool, even if we don't have our hands on it, on a copy of it yet. We'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> go 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 in a theater that's empty and <laughs> talk about it or something. I don't know. We'll find a way. Yeah. I, I think it'll be out by the time we get to that point, because that'll be the most recent one. So You, you would think, but yeah. who knows. Um... Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and give them our contact information? Okay. Uh, you can contact us at HCT Sequels or Here Comes the Sequels. Here, here Come the Sequels. Yes. At gmail.com. There you go. Uh, we have not received any feedback. We're very sad. <laughs> we, we, we are desperate for, for someone to love. Just, just talk to us, please. I really want a discussion on this movie in particular. Yeah. Just, I want to hear from people that, like, I've heard people say this is one of the best Bond movies ever, and I really want to know why that is. <laughs> and that's about the point. Um, uh, one last point I'd like to make. I know we're kind of going on a little long here, but, um, uh, like, I, I said Skyfall was the best balance between old Goofy Bond and the Daniel yeah. Craig serious Bond. I feel like this one has a little bit too much Goofy over the top Bond. Like, like the balance isn't quite as well done as it is in Skyfall. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not so far off that line. It's, it's wow, not, it's suddenly like Batman and Robin. That's it's not. not it's not totally perfect by any means. Yeah, and it, it's not like one hundred percent totally consistent with the previous Bond movies. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was the last little point I had, but it's fine. <laughs> It's, and on that note, it's fine. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and good night and good luck. Yes. Stay rogue.